Um, I am drinking. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't parlay. I guess we can get started. Let's get it started. <laughs> yeah. Let's never do that again. <laughs> Is that was that pink? Uh, black eyed peas, bitch. Oh shit! Oh, she's get the okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They're hey, similar, similar, they're both, but they're both very starting. Different. Yeah, they're both starting they're, something. They're both about starting a party. <laughs> we need to get this party started. Yeah, we do because we also need to get this party ended so I can pack. Oh, shit, I forget. God, you're going somewhere all the time. Okay, par ladies, we back. What's going on? Um, this is Women Can't Parlay. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rainy. Je- I'm Jess. Oh, gosh, y'all. I don't know how it's Tuesday. I don't know how I'm standing. I feel like I'm always like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's April. Just for the hell of it, I'm going to be like, you know what? I can believe it's April. You're right. I can. Should- I can believe it. Yeah, we should just normalize how fast life truly moves. Exactly. It's so old. It's it's gross. Like, I can believe that it's April. Time flies and... Before we turn around, it'll be fucking Christmas. Time flies when you're having fun and when you're not having fun. Yeah, no shit. Work time flies, non-work time flies. (laughs) I mean, just kidding. Work time does not fly. (laughs) It does when I'm like super busy though, which is what I always am. So that's why I've always liked to be busy at all times because it actually does make the time go by super fast. There's just not enough fucking time in the day to get. Surely not. Yeah. I feel like my day like drags on and then all of a sudden it's, it's five o'clock and I'm like, okay, well I'll just shut my computer. And then all of a sudden it's six o'clock, five seconds later. I was like, wait, it took, it took like six days to get to five o'clock. How come it's already six o'clock? No, I totally agree. I just have to get to a better place of time management. Like I've just got too many things going on. I feel like with last year, the pandemic really slowed things down. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, maybe not so great. And even for me, there's times when I'm like, man, I kind of wish I would have got laid off. Would have been a nice break. Just kidding. I don't really Yeah, just kidding. But sorry, sorry to everybody that got laid off. But I just never stopped working. And now I feel like everything's picking back up. And I have this podcast and just life and I gotta figure it out. I gotta do better about managing my time. Same. I curse myself minimum once a week. (laughs) I should work out, but instead I'm laying in bed eating Oreos. Those are the time management issues that I have. Yep. I was going to hold up what I bought today, which are those uh, goldfish graham cracker cookie things, vanilla cupcake. If you're sleeping on those, I suggest you stop because they are delicious and addicting and you will not not like them oh well i'm not a big goldfish fan they're not goldfish they're basically graham crackers okay well then i'll try them i'll give them a shot they're amazing and we are drinking today yeah y'all beware yeah yeah warning (laughs) fair warning hopefully we won't be blackout by the time this is over i don't have time to be a shit show yeah no we we have way too many responsibilities to um actually uphold today so hopefully it'll just be light light conversations it'll really get us a little more pumped up maybe more than we were last episode Uh, yeah (laughs) i truly i can't bring myself to listen to that one just yet it was hard it was hard to edit i was like fuck like, like, we're gonna wow. lose all of our listeners whatever let's get into the meat let's freaking talk about this shit yeah there was i do feel like there was kind of some weird shit that happened last week right like i know we have a full slate today guys so buckle the fuck up jaw we're gonna talk a lot about nothing <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about a lot of things that don't fucking matter <laughs> here we go it's starting <laughs> off major league baseball Okay, cool. That's where we're at. Yeah. So we had uh, Joe Musgrave made history Friday night by pitching the first no hitter in franchise history for the San Diego Padres. Unfortunately, against the Texas Rangers. Yeah, against none other than our very own Texas Rangers. Go fucking figure. The Padres were the only team in the MLB with a without a recorded no hitter, so that streak is now over. Yeah. Every team in the in the MLB now has at least no one no hitter in their slate. Yeah, to put that into perspective, they're in their fifty third. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. I just <laughs> this is their fifty third season since they've come into the league, which would make it the eight thousand two hundred sixth game. Yikes. That they, they got their no hitter. I did not know that. 
and kind of cool. So I guess his family has this little coffee shop like outside of San Diego, like a suburb. And after he threw that no hitter, like people just flooded that coffee shop. So they, now they're like doing super well. And he was like, it's been in my family for like 20 years, but they don't really do a lot of business. It's just something they do. And then now they're like having their best days they've ever had. So kind of cool supporting small businesses. And because he's a badass. So that's Aww, cool. That is really cute. No, I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. I love the small business support, especially in the times that we've had this past year. No, the only fun fact that I was actually going to add is that behind the plate catching was Victor Carantini, who was also <laughs> playing catcher for the Cubs last season when Alec Mills pitched a no-hitter. So what? he has been the catcher for both the two most recent no-hitters in the Major League Baseball. So God, he's a no-hitter guru. Surely it's- that's never fucking happened before no i'm gonna go on record and say that you're right yeah that's crazy so that guy's good and cool very cool so yeah yeah good job joe congrats yay (laughs) sticking with major league baseball there was a crazy scenario that happened on sunday night phillies infielder alec Baum scored on a shallow fly ball to left field Baum beat the throw to the plate but it wasn't very clear if his foot actually touched the plate as he slid in multiple replay angles appeared to show like like made it evident that his foot miss the plate Um, it actually ended up going to the officials for review and they actually upheld the call and called him safe so this has thrown the baseball universe into a bit of a tizzy a lot of notable people commenting like mike trout and so i think I think the problem here is just like with replays in general is really what the topic is about. Baseball is kind of similar to soccer where it's just a sport where historically there's just not replays. I think replay started like 10 years ago or something maybe. And it's very rare that they even look at them. It's just for certain things. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, why do we even do this if you're not going to utilize it or what's the point of reviewing it if you can only look at certain things and if you're not even going to like change the ruling when it definitely should be changed i feel like i needed the view from like the third baseline or like above on that side because he doesn't to me i would i think he's out but did he miss him with the ball slash glove and then because he did like that little spin move so so because to me i was like he's super fucking out like yeah. he should not no, have and that's what everybody's saying yeah. i mean, I, th- I thought he definitely was out and that's what happened it without replay there would have never been a question because you don't have the option but right. with yeah. replay it's, i saw several different angles and there was none that showed where his foot actually touched the bag so yeah. it is what it is i just don't i wish the umpires would come out and make a statement about why they called him safe are you seeing something that we are not yeah, exactly. So to go along in that same, sorry, I also wrote this down because I thought it was kind of wild. The Mets versus the Marlins game, they had the Mets had a walk off win. So Bordo was nicked. So like the Marlins pitched the ball and he's a left handed batter. So it like kind of curves in towards him and he doesn't move out of the way. And it almost looks like he, I mean, I think he, it does look like he like leans his elbow into it a little bit Mm -hmm. so the ump was about to call it a strike because it was a strike or it looked like it but then in the middle of his call was like uh yeah you got hit so go ahead take your base and i'm here to tell you i didn't know this because i don't watch that much baseball (laughs) (laughs) but it's a fucking rule which this is insane to me and why I don't play baseball and never really did. It's a rule that if a ball's coming at you, you have to try and move out of the way. You have to try. Like it's a rule that you have to fucking try. So the fact that he didn't try to move out of the way, one, is against the rules. Two, the fact that he leaned into it. Also, the fact that they called it, that he was hit with the ball and they got a walk-off home run from it or whatever, or a walk-off win from it. They reviewed it and then just kept the call the same. Huh. Yeah. I I did the Marlins. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but I'm with you. I did not realize that there was a rule about trying to get out of the way of the ball. I just don't know how you can prove that. I I mean, the pitches are coming like 100 fucking miles an hour. Yeah, except for for Heineke's curveball that he just threw 51 miles per hour. It's literally the slowest pitch ever in history. And I watched it and was like, holy shit. I still yeah. can't throw that fast, but yeah, I've been to batting cages where they were like faster than that. 
Yeah. It's so wild that you can do that in baseball though. Cause the point is speed, right? But not to take away from this because I didn't know that was a rule either. Also, I don't understand how that can be a rule. Like, yeah. Well, no, wait, wait, what was the rule? Is that the rule? That they have to move out of the way or try to anyway? Maybe that is, I don't know. I think I just confused myself because earlier, also I'm running on like no fuel. So either you have to move out of the way or you can't move out of the way. I It has to be, if there is a rule, it has to be that you need to attempt to move out of the way because no way they want you standing in the line of a fucking right? mile an hour ball. And also, how can you? But I like, guess what I guess what the rule is, is that you can't intentionally get in the way of it for a run. But at the same breath, like I think what we're saying is, how do they really prove that you weren't attempting to get out of the way? Because even when you're batting, I mean, when you go into swing, you're at some point leaning in to get that edge under the ball. Well, you need That's to watch this video because it's a little sketchy. One, two, coming. Okay. I think I was right, but I just confused it. It was going to be a strike. Yep. So the Mets are celebrating the. So yeah, I think. Well, oh, and I think it has to do with if it's going to be a strike too, because if it was that was going to be a strike, and I feel like he put his elbow out a little bit because if he would have stayed like like that, it wouldn't have hit him, and it would have been a strike. Right. But he did that, and he got hit by it which means he automatically got to move head. I still think with like what we're saying though, is it's a hundred mile an hour ball. You can't tell if it's a strike, a ball, this or that. I think what it is, is usually when you get hit with those pitches, it's a wild pitch. It is a ball and yeah. you can't get out of the way, even though you're trying. Right. And so this is like a touchy subject. Cause again, it's kind of it's the same. not often. Yeah. It doesn't well, happen and then often. Not, often or not. It's just, it's hard to say what his intention was with a fucking hundred mile an hour ball coming at him. Cause when well, I look at that, I feel like it's pretty innocent. I don't know that he necessarily leaned in to get hit. I think he leaned in thinking, Oh, this like, could be a good oh, fucking I strike. I might hit it. And then it ends up hitting him. And he's like, Oh, well just kidding. Like I got a base. I think I have a darker soul than you do. I just mean, when I watch that, that to me looks like a pretty standard at bat for somebody. They take a step, they lean into that, get an edge under the ball. That's pretty common for like a baseball swing. He didn't get out of the way. So I'm not, I'm a little fuzzy on like how that's such a judgment situation. Yeah. I just, I feel like I can see it go both ways. So like the reason it's, I mean, there, there's been an uproar on it. So it's obvious that something is like askew in this yeah. whole situation clearly or it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it is i can see it either way but you know and i, I love definitely a little see if somebody truly was stepping in the box hardcore really getting in the way of the ball yeah that should not be a free base but yeah but i think it's shadier to be like a little uh oh because shadier yeah, but, or more clever but i hate a fucking cheater yeah but i just think it's based on intention like i don't know how you can say that that's cheating like, well, like he didn't he didn't sit on the bench and walk up there and be like man i'm gonna purposely get hit by a fucking pitch this this round exactly. but i think in that moment he saw it coming towards him and he was like i bet if i just barely reach out it's gonna hit me and if it doesn't it doesn't but if it does i don't think so i well that's fine i don't know. agree to disagree yeah, we this can't is one of our Agree to disagree moments. We won't get into like another women can't down drag out over it, but women can't parlay and women can't agree. Just kidding. (laughs) Women can have arguments and it not be catty or bitchy or whatever. Fact. Okay, cool. Well, that's that. We had a healthy debate, a healthy conversation. I think so. About baseball of all things. Look at us. Look at us. Do you think my baseball? We're growing up. (laughs) Fuck, that's a good movie. Okay, sort of staying in with baseball, but kind of not. Turns out A-Rod really, really, really trying hard to get into the whole owning a professional team situation. Or I'm going to add on to the conspiracy and say, he's just trying to take the spotlight away from the J-Lo scandal. (laughs) Well, I mean, I get that's clever, but he's tried to buy teams in the past. Yeah, I know. So he's heavily tried to buy teams in the past. The wrong teams. Well, I mean, I, I and I say teams, like I think specifically the Mets, and that's all I really know of, so I don't know why yeah. I'm acting like it's plural, but but yeah, I mean in the Mets, obviously baseball, you would think that would be his path. Right. However, reports coming out now saying he intends to purchase two Minnesota teams, the Timberwolves and the Lynx, which 
is basketball. So sources say that those teams are collectively valued at $1.5 billion. He would be purchasing these with business partner Mark Lohr, who used to be the president of Walmart, but made a lot of money when he sold two businesses to Amazon. So it's pretty much assumed he's going to be the one carrying a lot of the financial stake in this. Because I mean, that's what's been interesting about the whole like A-Rod wanting to buy a team thing. Not to say he hasn't been successful. I mean, he's worth like half a billion dollars, but he just kind of doesn't have that extreme cash flow situation to be yeah. purchasing a fucking franchise or like a, yeah. a fucking team. So like I said, I think everyone's assuming that this Mark guy will be sort of financially backing mm-hmm. it and um, will have a large financial stake in it. He's the one with the cash necessary to make this purchase. It sounds like it'll be in negotiations for the next month and then the deal would finalize assuming no fall, fall through and then there'll have to be a form of limited partnership for the first couple of years with the Timberwolves due to prior contractual obligations so yeah interesting he's gonna purchase two basketball teams which is the nba and the wnba team of minnesota a lot of reports coming out i know earlier i saw anthony edwards apparently tweeted some little uh i wouldn't call it a dig but i thought it was like a justified comment where he was like i don't know who that is i know he's gonna be the owner but i don't know anything about baseball so Okay. So I think a lot of people are just, what the fuck? Like, why do we want a baseball guy owning a basketball team? Well, I I think that's all around like diversity or something he's saying. Like, let's, because they are like third from the bottom as far as like net worths in the NBA. Not that that means anything, but like maybe that's how it works, right? Like get in there, shake it up. But also like nobody talks shit when LeBron buys things that aren't basketball. Yeah, but I don't think LeBron LeBron owns like such a small part. He in like a lot of different things. Yeah, but I just mean work. like he does, I mean he owns things, but I don't see him being He's like, not he's not gonna be like a dual owner. Like, yeah, he's like, not like in there managing the meetings and like making fucking executive decisions like that. I think he just has like a fucking dividend basically. This is a little bit different. So I can see some people's you know perspective being like, What the fuck does this guy know? I get it, but at the same time, like that's how business works, right? Like people just yeah. want to make money, and unfortunately, people with money have the opportunity to make more money and here we are he has this opportunity to own fucking nba team wnba team what who are we to say and yeah like you said maybe that's a good thing to like get another perspective in there and at the end of the day like he's a super big businessman i mean i wouldn't i'm not gonna count him out just yet yeah yeah but we'll see so my first thoughts where the fuck is j-lo in this is this i know dominican republic Yeah, but they were going to buy the Mets together. So it was like, that was their big thing. Like, we want to buy a team. So for her to just like not even be mentioned to this, I'm like, is this him trying to buy it as a gift for her? She can have the WNBA. Here you go, hon. Instead of flowers, like here's a fucking basketball team. Is he just like, obvi, we're on the rocks. That is not very attractive to investors. I need to cut her out of my deal. So now I'm going to go with this other friend of mine who's a billionaire I don't know. I don't know. We won't know until JLo decides she wants us to know. Yes, girl. You let us know what's up. Yeah, we're here for you. So yeah, Yeah, that's that little bit interesting. I'll be anxious to see where it goes. I mean, I'm all for, you know, somebody with a big name coming in and giving some light and money and investment into the WNBA. Past connections, maybe to get more exposure there. So like, I'm all about that. But A-Rod... Let's not fuck this up. Yeah, let's let's not. Let's yeah. Let's see don't what you do like, with it. Don't be like sleeping with players and shit. Oh god. I shouldn't say that. Well, why? It's know. it's a premonition if nothing else. Right. Anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah. Whoopsies. Maybe cut that. Maybe we won't. This is when Maybe we can't parlay. Here we are. Also in celebrity team ownership news, Matthew McConaughey, he is a minority team owner of uh, FC Austin soccer team, Austin, Texas. He kind of came out today with like a statement about how he's ready to go, get it off the ground, full guns blazing. I think his technical role is like minister of culture or something. I feel like he always lands these random. Because he is him. Yeah, exactly. He is him. That is exactly right. But he's like, I'm not going to sit on the sideline. 
sidelines and just be a mascot. He's ready to like work hard in this partnership, grow the sport, along with growing the city of Austin. Us being Texas girls, I definitely love that. Look forward to watching his efforts play out. And it's Matthew fucking McConaughey. I feel like anything he backs is going to turn to gold or something. A thousand percent. Well, but I think he just, he's just got a good vibe. I mean, do yourself a favor, read Green Lights or listen to it. Yeah. It's basically his life story and his mantra, but it really does like help you understand the inside of his mind and like the things that he does. It's. Oh yeah. Love that guy. Also fun fact. He has a brother named Miller light and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That's sick as fuck. And it was a trivia question once at my like bar trivia that I used well, to go haven't to gone to in a while, unfortunately, COVID. Yeah, but. When the world was a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, cool. Love that. Just wanted to mention that too, because it was kind of in the same realm of team ownership type news. Pretty cool. All right. All right. All right. Move Ooh. on. Noise. Segue. <laughs> So moving on, still in the world of basketball, but the Arizona men's head coach, Sean Miller, was recently let go due to his alleged involvement in the 2017 federal federal investigation. If you didn't write this, if you did that right, it wouldn't be women can't parlay. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know why we we even tried. What are we doing here? I don't know. No Uh, idea. (laughs) He was let go due to his alleged involvement in the 2017 federal investigation into the corruption of college basketball, basically just like in connection to paying to recruit student athletes. Funnily enough, this story is directly correlated to that documentary I mentioned. I just, I started watching it. A couple episodes ago, was it? Titled The Scheme. So yeah, the varsity. Check that out yeah. if you haven't. It's on HBO Max. It'll kind of explain the entire story. So it's just real, it's just funny because you're the one that actually alerted me of this story. And as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, I actually know what this is about. No, I know it's my gal KPPM mentioned her once. She has a close connection with the school and I got her kind of opinion on this. And essentially what it was is, you know, like University of Arizona has a pretty reputable reputation, right? Or they have had over the years. So for this to happen now, it kind of like, it sucks, right? We've seen what it can do to a college and we can see point blank. We see what it can do. I mean, SMU back in the day, right? Like all these other like programs that have been like affected by this shit. And you worry about that. And on one hand, it's like, why is the whole team punished for something like this when not the whole team was involved? If we're going to punish people for this, like, I think we need to, if we're going to still have like rules like this, where student athletes can't make money or do this or do that, then we need to dig down further. If you're going to do it, then dig down further and punish the people that are actually involved. And I don't know if he knows or not, but basically her stance was like, look, he probably knew about it and didn't do anything about it. If he didn't know about it, then he wasn't the true leader of the team we thought he was and he needed to be let go anyway. So I don't know. I mean, it totally, to me, brings up the whole NCAA and their whack-ass old school rules. Whack-ass rules that ensure that they will continue to be paid and students who are deserving of the money won't. Exactly. We'll just say that. But I will tell you, after watching this documentary, it's such crap. This poor kid who's involved, I mean, he's fine, but he got fucking hosed, basically. And then some of these coaches, this guy in particular, are getting hosed as well. Because at the end of the fucking day, the problem is everyone's fucking doing this. Everyone is paying for players. That's the truth of the matter. I don't know all the ins and outs. I'm not trying to pretend like I do. And I don't know if it's heavily weighted in basketball over football, blah, 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 blah. But at the bottom of it, generally, most of these big time programs, there is shit going on. I don't know who all knows what, but if they're involved, I don't know how they don't fucking know. How do they think they're getting this guy over this guy, this school to that school? Totally. And if you watch this documentary, it's very apparent. You have these coaches like like this one in particular on record, on phone calls, saying very, very damaging statements like, oh yeah, we got this kid for 10,000 a month, blah, 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 blah. All this fucking documentary did for me personally is just confirm the fact that this shit is going down, which we didn't really need it to be confirmed, but it's actually on recording in black and white. Yeah, well, I'm glad it is because at least it's out in the open now where it is fact. It's not just, oh, no, that's not it. And we continue to sweep it under the fucking rug for another year. Yeah. But it's it's forcing us to address the NCAA and its rules that it has against student athletes. You know what I mean? Like, at least that's the positive spin I'm trying to put on it. Because... 
I agree with you, but I think the difference is, and what sucks about it, is there's these fucking guinea pigs like this guy who are getting fired and losing their fucking jobs and everything's being blamed on them. When you know it's happening universally and you know there's multiple people in his organization that knew about it and were involved in it and he's the one taking the fall for it. Totally. And although I do think this is helping raise questions for the name image likeness conversation, I'm not saying I condone recruiting in that form of fashion where you're actually paying players in whatever way to come to your organization and your school because that's how super teams happen, right? Then nobody can really compete because you have to have the money. Otherwise, you don't rule the roost. So like Alabama. Well, yeah. And like (laughs) the USC is, you know, these organizations uh, that don't have, get me started on reggie bush and fucking pete pants carol why these organizations who just have a lot of access to a lot of money and a lot of alumni boosters whatever who are willing to go deep into their pockets so then it becomes just not fun anymore in a way and maybe that's just me being old school or me being immature or naive i don't know but i think there's a difference in that argument yes payers should be played but do i think they should be paid to be recruited i don't know no like, i disagree I really with that Yeah, Yeah, but like at least to be able to be like fucking influencers. Like, yeah, why don't they have a right to be an influencer on fucking Instagram or something? Like, absolutely, that just blows my mind. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying pay them to play. Right, but, but that's but that's the that's what happened here though is what I'm saying. No, I know this yeah. matter is really more about recruiting and paying paying players, recruiting players with money, rewards, gifts, blah blah blah, because that's really the reality of what's going down behind the scenes. And like we've said, we're kind of more on the game of we're rule followers. So I'm not saying this guy or or the people involved in this whole situation should necessarily be punished, but to act like. I mean, the fucking feds acted like they uncovered this whole big thing and they got it. And it's like, no, you didn't. They barely fucking tapped the surface. Okay. And what? It's still happening. Nothing is continue to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It's definitely a deeper rooted issue. I can feel for this guy, but at the end of the day, people just, they either need to not do it or they need to be smarter about it. Be careful who you're talking to. Make sure you're not on the phone that's being recorded. Be careful yeah. what you say. Don't be well, using names. Don't be using numbers. Don't be using things like that on yeah. the phone, people. I also feel like it's so, that's not the right word for it, but like, like it's, they're so immersed in this behavior that you can't be that coach that stands up to it right? Like you can't be the whistleblower because you're fucked for the rest of your life too. Like, Mm -hmm. because everybody does it. Like who's going to hire you division three. We'll we'll get, we got you. Here's $55,000 a year. Well, there's always going to be the fall guy, right? I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, certain head coaches are involved in some of these conversations. And if they are, it's closed door meetings or restaurant discussion. You know, I'm sure they're smart enough to know where I need to be and where I don't need to be. And what that means is when, when, or if we get caught, you're taking the fall and I am fucking not. And that's basically the truth of it from what I can see. And it's, and you just, at this, it's such a big thing. Can't put the genie back in the fucking bottle. No, you can't. Yeah. So anyway, I mean. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure more to come on that whole thing, but definitely go watch that documentary. I mean, it really breaks down kind of what happened and what they found out. Yeah, I think I got, I got confused and downloaded the Varsity Blues one. Oh, well that one too. I'm. That one is more along the lines of... Well, it's tuition scandals and like fake sports people. Yeah, no, I know, but like... Well, it's tuition, it's tuition scandal, but with people posing to be fruits and yeah, so... Yeah, no, I just, when I originally read an article about Sean Miller, it had something to do with like tuition and stuff like that as well. So that's why in my mind, I watched some of that one and I was like... I don't think this is the one she was talking about. Yeah, so I don't watch them both. HBO Max is yeah. the one that's more about like paying the scheme. Recruits, yeah. The scheme. And then Varsity Blues or Operation it's like the Varsity. Blues. Yeah, Operation Varsity Blues. Operation yeah. Varsity Blues is on Netflix. Totally. And it's excellent name. It's a it's good. It's documentary about the Aunt Becky scandal and people yeah. paying to get their kids into certain colleges. Yeah, it's, that's fucking wild. wild. But all kids. very relative, definitely. Yeah. Basically, like the NCAA, it's like these colleges are fucking making shit down the money too. Yeah. 
Keeping in the world of basketball, last night, Steph Curry had an outstanding performance in their game against the Denver Nuggets. He had like 53 points or some shit in that game. Yeah. 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 Not only did he drop 53 points, he topped none other than Wilt Chamberlain as the all-time scoring leader for the Golden State Warriors. He had held the record for 57 years. Yeah. Something crazy like that. It was 17,783 points and his game last night was crazy, crazy good. He was wild like could not miss he that's the i'm pretty sure that's like the ninth game he's had 50 points or more i wouldn't doubt it (laughs) yeah he's awesome he's so humble about it he was just like this is surreal i can't believe that i grew up you know wilt chamberlain was one of my idols can we take a minute and i wish i would have looked this up but wouldn't be me if i did can we talk for a minute about how like wilt held that highest points or whatever for 57 fucking years the game, the game of basketball 57 years ago compared to now. Yeah. That's, it sounds virtually impossible. It to really still does. have that, like with the players that we've had come through here, Michael fucking Jordan, like right. Larry Bird, all these people. It's like, what? Yeah, definitely crazy. I mean, I will say it was specifically for the Golden State Warriors. So, I mean, that's a little You're right, bit, you're right, you're right, you're right. A little bit bad. different, but however, no, you are right. you are so right. Today, essentially, people just, they just don't even play defense. Yeah. It is such an offensive hungry game. It's just yeah. back, forth, back, forth, score, 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 score. Hardly any defense happens. Like we've talked about, you know, obviously everyone talks about until like maybe the final three minutes of the game and then Three hours later, the game's over. Yeah, fact. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, whether I just wanted to make sure we're pointing out this is the oh, you're right. yeah. for Golden State, but still a very large feat. And they've been a powerhouse for, you know, the last several years now. And for that record to go that long is yeah. wild. Go out on a limb here and say when Wilt was playing, there wasn't a fucking three pointer. No. I don't think that came in until like late 70s. No, How crazy. Yeah, definitely don't want to take away from it. I mean, it is a large feat. For yeah, somebody. no, and that's not my point either. Like, I don't want to take away from what Steph Curry's done because clearly nobody from Golden State has done it until yeah. now anyway. So, like, that's insane. Very cool. Yeah. And we all know Will holds many yeah. records. So, for anyone to come close to breaking them, yeah. that's a lot. So, props to Steph Curry. And he's just, like, such a good guy. I think so. I've, I feel like that's a controversial statement, though. So many people do not like him. Really? Yeah, but I think it's more of like, why? Because he's so good. Well, I think a lot of people are like LeBron or Steph or like Steph or this or people have issues like Aisha or something. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, can't we all get along? I'm over here like, did he get canceled and I don't know it? Like, what did he do? No, he didn't do anything. He's just good and people are jealous. I think so. Yeah, people always hate on like... I feel the same way about LeBron. Why do people hate LeBron? Well, I do not care for LeBron. (laughs) I know that, but like, I don't get it. But I've never said he's not good. I will will admit That's how I feel about James Harden. Yeah, exactly. I will admit he's talented. My big thing was, and my hate for him came back in the day when he was kind of first starting out and it was just so much. The decision and all that. I'm like, go fucking suck a dick. You haven't done anything yet to deserve this. Now, yes, he's come a long way. And I think he's proven himself <laughs> to a degree, but yeah. like all of that fucking theatrics back then when he first started was just, Oh God, awful. Oh, I hated it. I hated it so much. That's and that's great. what made me hate him come around on him a lot more. And I'm, I'm not trying to imply he's not talented. That is not true, but no, for sure. Of course yeah. the MJ LeBron debate was the big thing. Oh, and I'm like MJ every day, MJ day, every day, twice on Sunday, yeah. whatever. Same here, but also it's a different game. So I'll have that argument all day too. Like, yeah, for sure. But I still will pick Jordan over LeBron. Any day, Hell sure. yeah. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. at the time of the debate, when all this was going down, it was like, like second was, time out of retirement, MJ. Well, it was like, what was the, there was, a, I think it was even in a movie and it was like, call me when he has five championships. And it's like, do you always have to bring that argument up? And it's like the only argument I need, like that's it. <laughs> it's the only one I need. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, which I think I said five championships. Is Jordan have six? God, yeah, why, watched, why do we I have watched. a sports podcast? I don't even know what we're doing. I honestly life. don't know either. Okay, um, cool. Well, moving so, on. Um, moving on. Cool. Yeah. Steph Curry, keep doing your shit, dude. That's fucking badass. Yeah. Keep roll and roll and roll. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect, and I didn't know you were going to come in hot with that. You're also, welcome. I guess since we're like not rapping but singing, DMX, RIP. Oh, RIP, huge man. 
That's very sad. Makes me very sad. DMX was like a large part of my high school days. Yeah. And I saw a funny meme where it was like, he brought us this, 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 and random dog barking noises. And I felt that. I felt that. So now I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. RIP. Gosh. But still sticking with basketball, the WNBA did release their schedule today for the upcoming 2021 season. It will begin May 14th, 32-game season, which is up from previous years. I actually wanted to go back and look. I don't know if it was just 22 games last year because of COVID or if it's just just regular in general. Sorry, we're here with the non-facts. Uh, yet again, there <laughs> will be a break for the Olympics mid-July to, or to mid-July to mid-August, and the regular season will end September 19th with playoffs and finals to follow. Games will be played at their respective arenas with some adjustments to scheduling to limit travel. So kind of like what yeah. other organizations are doing right now, play teams back-to-back, that kind of thing, just to hopefully cut down on any COVID issues. Yeah. This will be the 25th season of the WNBA. Cool. Of the WNBA. Very exciting. Hopeful to get to bet on some of these games. I hope my book actually has it because sometimes they just don't have women's sports to bet on. So we'll see and just look forward to watching, hopefully helping promote it. And I think I mentioned in one of our recent podcasts, a lot of women right now are opting for the draft, which is actually coming up in the next couple days. Yeah. So I think it should be hopefully a really good year and a good push for some exposure. Maybe yeah. also with the addition of A-Rod coming in, who fucking knows where we can no be. No shit. Yeah. So, Maybe J-Lo is going to be the side yeah. owner. That's what I was saying. Maybe he was just like, okay, here's my gift to you. Please come back to me. Know. Here's this WNBA team. I don't know. If somebody gave me a basketball team, men or women's, I would die. Yeah, I mean, that'd be sick to be like a team owner. Yeah. I'd love that. Sick. Me too. I can tell you right now, I'll never have enough money to do that. Yeah, fact. <laughs> I'll definitely have to marry into that shit. Yeah. Yeah, samezies. Or worse. Um, anyway, yeah. continue. We won't we will go into those details. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that to ourselves. Just because uh, we don't want you guys to steal our ideas. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, uh, cool. What's next? Well, while we're on the topic of women's sports, uh, you sent me an amazing article. Crazy. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Why? Because you don't want to pronounce her name. Well, that (laughs) and I just felt like you sent it to me. So like, I don't know. I want to like share the wealth here and let you do some of the talking. No, y'all. This is not just Jess's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is super wild. It's also terrible that I can't read my own handwriting. So right now there's like the Nigerian National Sports Festival in somewhere I'm not going to pronounce B-E-N-I-N Benign <laughs> penalty boxes shit yeah like Benin or Benign or like probably something way different yeah, because I would say Benign like, or Benin so this female athlete literally I can't read my own hammer okay 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 um so her name is Aminat A-M-I-N-A-T Idris I-D-R-E-E-S so listen that is not how she pronounces it I will look it up that is terrible but no, I would have said an Aminat. Okay. I don't so, know. The second one, I think you did better than me. Like I would have said like Idris, but that makes me think of like well, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, exactly. But I'm so down, anyway, I, I think you did good. Okay. Well, thanks guys. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> so she's a badass for one. So anyway, she practices Taekwondo. She's been doing it for 18 years. She just won at this Nigerian national sports festival, gold, silver, and bronze in this particular space in the competition. So it was non-combat. So there's like two types of Taekwondo. There's combat and non-combat. Oh, wait, I forgot the biggest fucking point. She's eight months pregnant, y'all. Eight (laughs) months pregnant. What? Unfucking real. I haven't (laughs) seen a gym since 2020 and she's out here just like getting medals right and left and shit. What the fuck is a gym? Like, yeah. And I mean, whatever I'm here. I'm here for all the haters. Come at me with all the excuses you have for this, but She's also catching some flack for like being eight months pregnant and doing this. And it's like, it's non-combat. It's just for, uh, you know, like it's showing technique. It's doing all these different things. And also she did all the protocols. She got medical clearance. She talked to her husband. She prayed about it. Like these are all her things she went through. And she talked to the committee of this festival. Like this is my plan. This is what I want to do. So fuck the haters. That's badass. And 
Go look it up. It's pretty cool. It is very cool. And you're right. Somehow, some way, this woman does such an amazing thing. And I think it's just super inspiring. It is. Groundbreaking even too for women. I think that's just something with women in general in sports. We kind of saw it with the NCAA tournament. New mothers having an issue even bringing their child into the tournament. And it's just a a factor of sports and just women's lives really in general that sometimes people aren't aware of. That Hey, like not only do we have to do all these fucking things and deal with like sexual harassment and you know being fucking discriminated against because we're fucking women we also have to like care and breed for the fucking you know next (laughs) generation so we should be you know recognized for that and accommodated for for that and this bitch is out here like winning gold fucking medals and then still getting shit on and she's super yeah i know it's super fucked up She's super sweet and like, she's like, I'm not, I'm not a social media person. So I'm just really shocked at how much attention this is getting. I'm like, sis, which also kind of goes to show you like what, what happens around the world too. Right. But queen. Definitely. Yeah. Everybody hating on this, like shut the fuck up. Like that's it. Like I, there's, I have no mental capacity, no room in my brain to hear you talk shit about this. I'm here. I'm here to celebrate her and support her. And that's badass. So cool. You go girl. It's so funny though, because I'm over here like I can barely get up my fucking stairs right now. <laughs> like I'm like, bet I could do 10 push-ups right now. Or wait, no, over under on 10 push-ups right now. Death under. 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 Yeah. Under, Nobody under, take that fucking bet. Under minus like 1,000. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Anyway, kudos. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Yes. Continue to inspire. Hey, maybe he can tell us how to pronounce her name. Have you ever heard of the Nigerian National Sports Festival? Mm-mm. How do you say that word? That's a country. It's on the west coast of Africa, like near every coast. Benin. Well, we said them all, so I'll just cut out all the wrong ones. Or <laughs> no, I'll leave this care. all in. Whatever. Leave them in. Yeah, leave them in. <laughs> if you can pronounce that word, then her name. What's that letter? I-N-A-T. Imanet Idris. It's kind of what I said. Not the Yeah, I think we were I said Amanat. Okay, that sounds much Perfect. And that's our correspondent, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on from that, Queen. I think, I hope I put this in our outline, but a funny thing I wanted to talk about, Twitter practically erupted yesterday when an announcement came out that Netflix will be shooting a film based on Sean Payton's suspension year when he coached his son's sixth grade football team and they announced he would be portrayed by Kevin James. Yeah, pumped. I'm excited, okay? I'm so excited. I don't know if that's because like obviously we've definitely talked about this on the pod before that he coached at Argyle Liberty Christian, which is literally right up the road from old Jess. I thought it was Denton Liberty Christian. Well, whatever. It's technically in uh, Argyle. I don't know what yeah, they get you're right. I think they've Same changed thing. their name several times, honestly. You're right. You're right. And I can right. tell you that back in the day when we played them, they fucking sucked at basketball. Yeah, but they always had the cutest boys. <laughs> well, isn't that the story of our fucking lives? No offense yeah. to anybody I went to high school with. Just kidding. They're not listening. <laughs> I will say there there were definitely some cute boys at our school, but I will never, ever, 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 ever admit that on here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least the specific names, I will not. No, we're not going to do that. But I mean, we also like I graduated with a class of twenty, so <laughs> the options were goddamn limited. And, and mine, yeah. mine was thirty, and that was the biggest class they'd ever seen. Yeah, exactly. There were definitely cuter boys in your class, maybe the class under you. Mine. Eh. We had some good, well, also we had like a decent ratio of boys to girls in my class. We're like the one above me had, I think like what, four boys. Yeah. They didn't have very many at all. <laughs> like 12 girls. And yeah, we were I like, mean, I will say that was kind of us. We had like seven girls and like 13 boys. So oh, we, were boys. Out num- we were outnumbered, but nah. it, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> We went to other towns to find boys, which also a big mistake, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, there were, was it better? Really a lot of things that weren't made into mistakes and 
in my high school days. Yeah, everything I did, but I'd give my left arm to go back to high school. I'm telling you that. Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed high school. Well, most of it. There are some standout parts that really fucking sucked, but that's just growing up. So yeah, I fucking loved high school and I also loved wearing a uniform every day. Yeah, that was so easy. I wish I, wish I could well, do that now. I kind of can't do it now yeah. with scrubs. <laughs> oh, nice. Totally I don't know if we that. have any actual comments about this movie. But. Yeah. So no, my comment is nothing, but I am, ex- I am very excited about it. I think Kevin James will do a good job because it's, it's being uh, like produced or like made by Happy Madison, like uh, Adam Sandler's production company. So uh, I'm interested to see like if he pulls in any of his normal <laughs> characters because Kevin James is one of his dudes, right? So he pulls, they do things together. Because like if you haven't watched, if you haven't seen Chuck and Larry, go fuck yourself because it's hilarious. Great movie. Um, anyway, you know, Adam Sandler always has dudes that he brings into his movies and I don't know if that'll happen here because it's obviously this. I'm with you and I could see it. I That's what I think we need to figure out is like, what is the premise of this movie? Is it supposed to be like a sad, inspiring, like touching movie? Or is it supposed to be like a funny twist on the fact that like this fucking NFL coach got suspended, comes back to this rinketing town, coaches a sixth grade football team and then goes back to the NFL. Like I could see that yeah. being hilarious. So I don't even care what it is. Either. I'm watching it. It could be yeah. a horror film and I'm going to watch it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely here for it. And I mean, Sean Payton's here for it. He like had yeah. a Zoom call with Kevin James and was like, yeah, cool. I'm in. He's like, I'm too old to give a shit. Just, Who doesn't want a movie made about them? Yeah. Well, but I'm interested to see like if that comment, like what its context was, was like, okay, is this going to be a serious movie where, cause like, you know, Adam Sandler tries to do that sometimes. Yeah. He does. It does all. he mean I'm too old? I don't give a shit. Like just talk about it. It happened anyway, yeah. because like, who cares? He's been in the NFL for so long now. Like clearly that doesn't matter anymore. It's not like he went to Liberty Christian and they were super successful. So yeah. I just don't know how it can be like that groundbreaking, like heart wrenching movie necessarily yeah. like sports drama, yeah. but I'm here for whatever it is love adam sandler i'm in like hopefully they film here and i can like be an extra in the movie i don't know i'm gonna let a girl know let a girl know yeah Yeah, i'm gonna hit adam sandler up right after this (laughs) oh my god julian edelman retiring news uh out of the northeast sounds like he from what i understand technically failed his physical i don't think he's recovered fully from the knee surgery he had last year and has pretty much announced like he's officially retiring twitter also erupted about that basically into like a debate of whether or not he should make the hall of fame um so uh, as in terms of like him retiring i mean whatever i think he was a great player i think it's sad if an injury put him into early retirement i i don't like that i i hate that for him but as far as like him making the hall of fame this has been a large chaotic debate on twitter and I'm just here to say, like, I'm sorry, I don't think so. Like, not quite. I will add that just not a whole lot of wide receivers really make the Hall of Fame to begin with. So I think maybe let's start there. Like, if we can get some more well-deserving wide receivers into the Hall of Fame, you know, I think maybe there could have been some place for him, possibly. He was definitely a large part of a very impressionable team in the history of the NFL. You know, the Patriots obviously in their dominating performances for quite a long time. So I will give him that, but I just, no, I don't think he should make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that thought honestly never crossed my mind. And not that I have an opinion one way or another because I haven't thought about it, but I was like, oh, that's like, that sucks that he's basically retiring because his shit's just not healing. But that thought was like, never, never, ever crossed my mind. Yeah, same. I, it didn't cross my mind until all the arguments started happening. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I don't, I yeah. don't think so. Well, so. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I guess another twist in the old Patriots saga. Oh, saga. <laughs> and there was a lot of memes of like Tom Brady calling Julian Edelman up, but, which kind of <laughs> made me think like, okay, is it more than just the knee injury? Like, what is, what is this? Like, cause obviously if it's an well, injury, I mean, Tom Brady can't young. Him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, and yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, I think his day is just kind of done. Like I, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, but yeah. I don't know. Like that like, made me wonder like, yeah. That doesn't really make sense. So like, is there more? Great job. You're a fucking badass. I wish you the best. I hope you find something that you're really good at next. Um, I think he's actually really cute. Um, 
I think but, he's a very attractive person. Yeah. But do you, boo? So, hey, sometimes the internet wins. Sometimes the internet convinces people of things. So we'll see. And some people are just like, I mean, especially Patriots fans. It's like, they just think like they're the end They think they're the only ones that exist. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, sorry, but like, I get it. I will give you your wins. I will give you your Super Bowls. But... Like, no offense. There's other, there's other people. There's other individual players. There's a long time before the Patriots, and there will be a long era era after the Patriots, as we're yeah. already seeing. No offense to literally half of my family. Some other. <laughs> we're all family. probably now Bucks fans. <laughs> <laughs> probably. No, just kidding. They're not. They're hardcore. Well, not really. So anyway, they also don't know we have a podcast. So there's that. <laughs> It's a, it's amazing that we actually have listeners. Like, will we ever yeah. tell people about this podcast? Our know. listeners are probably like, who the fuck do y'all tell about this podcast? <laughs> Maybe we should just make business cards for next weekend. <laughs> probably. Yeah, it turns out, guys, our hometown festival next weekend. So <laughs> we'll either have some really great stories or we won't have a podcast because we'll be dead. Yep, those are the options. And the by next time. week, I mean the first week of May would be when that episode would come out. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be a brutal one. If we yeah. have voices, prep if we have yourselves, voices. prep yourselves now. So I'm here to tell you, I got a, I got a Sunday band. So, oh yeah. I still have to tell my boss. Yeah. First time in five years, I'm getting a Sunday motherfucking band. Yes. Okay. Same. I mean, I wasn't going to anyway, but it's just a really bad time because of my like Chicago trip and stuff. So like, it'll be yep. a great, my, I may be fired after the next like couple weeks. So. All right, moving on. Obviously, one of the big sporting events that happened over the weekend, the Masters. Kind of cray, kind of cray. I know, you know, we've been very honest about not really watching or, or you know, caring <laughs> at all about golf. I will say I really enjoyed my first attempt at, you know, watching and learning. Hideki Matsuyama ended up with the green jacket once it was all said and done. I did bet for the first time on golf and didn't do any live betting, but just did some future betting. I probably picked way too many people to win. I should have narrowed it down, but I was just kind of like, didn't know what to do. I wanted to play the field a little bit. I hit Rory not to make the cut and he did not. Which is crazy because some people, a lot of people probably bet the other. It was like plus 350. So, I mean, it it definitely was not a... Not expected to any degree. Um, I had also yeah. had Phil Mickelson to miss the cut, and he made it in by like one spot. He oh, was like silly. 49th or, so, or 50 or something. I don't know. But that one, the odds were much lower. And then I also had Corey Connors making the top 10, and he did. So that one paid out really well. It was like plus 600, I think. That hole in one probably helped. <laughs> uh, no, there was a hole in one. No, him. Corey Connors is oh, the one who yeah. hit the oh, hole sorry. in one. sorry. I thought you were talking yeah. about, I was about to mention, I had a no hole in one prop and I was like, that didn't hit. There was oh, a hole yeah. in one. Sorry. No. Yeah, you're right. I didn't realize hole in ones were that common in the masters, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I think next time I will do like less win options and maybe more top 10 people. Cause I think I had picked like Spieth and Reed and maybe even one more to make the top 10 or I picked them to win and they all yeah. were in the top 10. Nice. So I'm like, maybe I should have just stretched that out a little more yeah. instead of picking to win. Um, yeah. I also really want to try to actually gamble on live golf. I think that would be fun hard. Cause I was like at work and shit and like, can't no, I, like, I have to be home and like paying attention to what's going on, obviously. Yeah. I don't, I, I want to bring this up before we forget, but Matsuyama is the first Japanese player to win the masters. Yeah. That's the awesome. First Japanese player to win the, the Masters. So that's pretty fucking cool. Very um, cool. That was another bet I almost took was for an American to win yes or no. And I almost thought like I should take no because the odds yeah. were better. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I thought it was very possible, obviously for that to happen. Yeah. So like the next three were American. So yeah, <laughs> no, that. obviously it's weighted in that favor, but I knew there was some pretty yeah. like, decent non-american players that definitely had a chance and then clearly one actually won so yeah pretty badass which i guess so is it is dustin johnson he didn't make it right but he won last year yeah Yeah, i think so too yeah which a lot of big names missed right because this course was a little difficult balls were kind of (laughs) flying at my nose (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) 
And I saw at one point Rory hit his own dad with a ball. Yeah, totally did. Golf is wild, y'all. So wild. That's why I was like, man, why didn't I watch this shit? Like all these highlights. Well, not because I was out of town and busy, but (laughs) but still it was pretty crazy. I feel like there was something every day, which first it started out like all these big names were like out. And I'm going, what? They're the only fucking people I know in this. Yeah. But then of course. Well, there's a lot of Texas people here, yeah. y'all. Oh, Texas yeah. loves their golf. Okay. North Texas specifically. North Texas. Yeah. North Texas specifically represent one of my favorite North Texan golfers now, Will Zalatoris. And everybody knows who he is now because fucking Adam Sandler and him <laughs> had this whole situation, which was so awesome where I, I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it first because on one of his, mm, I almost said pitching wedge. Like I know what the fuck I'm talking about, but on one of Will's clubs, it actually says, Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy. Like oh. it's engraved on his fucking club. So I don't know if chicken came before the egg or whatever, yeah. but he either showed that. And then Adam Sandler tweeted him and was like, Mr. Gilmore is watching and is very proud of you or something like that. That's sick. And then he tweeted back and was like, you know, whatever, like, I'll be your caddy anytime, like, blah, blah, blah. So the first time I saw it, I was like, holy shit, is it the kid from Happy Gilmore? This is one of my all-time favorite movies. Obviously, it's not. He's a lookalike. But how fun and cool. And that kid is, like, super hardcore. Like, he's, like, always been immersed in golf, clearly. Anyway, just cool. I mean, he's super young. He's like 24 years old. Yeah. He got second fucking place, y'all, at the Masters. Like, that's wild oh, yeah. to me. Oh, that's also, cool. side note about him, he was the only one that shot under par all four rounds. Nice. So I thought that was cool. I did not realize that. But yeah, I did see all the memes going on with the Happy Gilmore <laughs> stuff between him and so Sandler great. and just the entire world, basically. Um, yeah. and it was hilarious. I wanna kiss you all over. Over and again. Again, you know what breakfast? We can't parlay the musical once again. <gasps> I'm in. I'm so yeah, in. We've already had an episode titled that. I know, and the rest of our listeners are O U T out. We only use a Tums bottle as our <laughs> as our yeah, That's our only method of instrumental instruments, yeah. <laughs> God, oh man, one day we'll uh, come out with a vid of us kind of like those stomp people, but with Tums bottles. Oh, hells yes. Just kidding. Not happening. Yeah, one day we will not fucking do that. (laughs) God, I know. We have to like figure out how to get our podcast out on time, much less great (sighs) video content. Before we finish up, a little bit of gambling. It sounds like there's been some recent developments in the states of Arizona and Maryland in terms of sports gambling. So I actually don't have the specifics. I know they have just kind of taken the next step, the next phase. I think New York is also very close to some developments, which we may or may not have talked about in the past. So just a few states. And if you're living in one of those states, definitely check it out and be ready because it sounds like coming to you you. soon very jealous i wish texas would hurry the fuck up and betting updates calculating our roi and our current units which it's just like i'm still playing around that i'm still learning it and like randomly last night i placed a bet on the exact score of the avalanche arizona coyotes hockey game and i won plus 1575 i picked four to two and so like that was huge so i think right now we're actually plus 25 units which is hell yeah thank you crazy but i need to figure out how people do this you know because from last night that's from a parlay we hit like a month ago all through ncaa attorneys the masters So I'm like, I wonder how people typically do this. Do they like cash out and then start over? Do they just keep rolling their bankroll? Like, I don't know if I should do like a monthly thing, a quarterly thing, or just like keep it fucking rolling. Shall we always say like, you're only as good as your last month or so of bets, like your last few bets. So just put like a filler out on Twitter. I don't know. And I mean, I kind of also think like as much as we're in the gambling world, I'm always like, and I probably need to put this on our fucking Twitter, like tail at your own risk. We are Mm. in no way trying to become this you know advanced platform for you to like pay us for our picks we're just having fun with it obvi we are very inexperienced learning it having some luck which is kind of how this all started 
you know, we had read stats that said like women just have more of an instinctual feel for it and luck for it. So like, hey, maybe we're proving that. I don't know. But you win some, you lose some. Like, I mean, after before last night, I was probably only up four units or something. I don't know. I'd have to go calculate it. But we were up, but it wasn't by much. So anyway, just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I really have been seeing a lot of crazy parlays that are plus a lot where people are betting, you know, 10 bucks and using a lot of player props and things like that and hitting crazy numbers. And I think those are suckers bets for sure. Like it's not something you want to hang your hat on. But I do think it'd be fun for us to kind of dive into that world. Like we kind of make like a fun day that we like put together a crazy parlay and like just see if we get fucking lucky. Okay. Fucking no. (laughs) All right. I'm in. Yeah. I just want to have more fun with it than I want to be like a serious fucking handicapper. And I really want to make that clear to all of our listeners. And then I need to do the same for like our followers. Our our par ladies. Par lady nation. What's up? (laughs) What up? Okay. I think we've tortured (laughs) y'all enough for today. It's been great. Please, if you have not, go listen to our podcast. Please, please, please. Any episodes that you haven't caught, it would be extra special if you went and did that because we are so freaking close to hitting 5,000 downloads, which is awesome. We've only been at this like what? Our entire life. Since October. Six months? Right? Not even six months. Like we're, yeah. we're we're under six months. So I think at the end of the month will technically be six months. But yeah. that was really when we just released our trailer. I don't even think that our first episode was six months. I, w- I remember, I feel like our first episode we were together and we did that whole Halloween candy debacle that yes. we never posted because it lasted like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's its own episode. Maybe one day we'll release that as a bonus episode. It's probably why I just stopped asking me random questions because I fucking literally can't make a decision. No, uh, we just have a lot of topics to cover today, but surprisingly, Killed it. please go listen. Cause we're about to hit 5,000 downloads and like, I would wow. really love to hit that soon. Tell I think friend. that's a you know, big feat for us. And, you know, from some of the numbers that we're looking at and the gauge that I see, we're actually in the top 50% of podcasts. So I think that's cool considering, uh, as you know, like we haven't really promoted it that much because we really <laughs> just were like trying to figure it out first. Yeah. And I think now we're going to enter into like a new phase where we are going to really try to grow and promote and maybe have hopefully more guests and even more, hopefully we have some ads for you guys yeah and maybe even some um, (laughs) musicals just kidding (laughs) no we'll always have the musicals we're not gonna not taking that away wait till wait till nfl gets here and i remake faith hill and carrie underwood's fucking nfl song oh we're doing that it's happening every day the last couple episodes maybe not the drunk one but i'm like i keep thinking i'm gonna go find like some royalty free pump up (laughs) music like royalty free (laughs) jock jams like how sick would that be just to I'm get in. us pumped up because we've been like so crazy with our jobs we're like we need getting it. on here and we're like just dead yeah we just need a five minute pre-dance yeah before we exactly. start recording yeah yeah exactly that's what we need we need like a, a <laughs> five minute jock jam yeah. session yeah i'm in i love a jock jam sesh Except it'll have to be like not really jock jams. Fake jock jams. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna find some some really high energy royalty free music for next yeah. episode. Walmart brand <laughs> jock jams. Yeah, there we go. Sure fine. Sure fine. Sure fine jock jams, girl. Yes. Glad we figured that out. Okay, well, thanks for being here. Thanks yes. for listening. Yes. Come back. Please, please come yeah, back. Yeah, please come back. Please listen. Please listen to all the episodes you haven't yet. Please tell your friends. Around. Yeah, yeah, share. Share the fuck out of this, y'all. Yeah. Even if it's like a joke to you, share it and fuck one of your friends yeah. over. Yeah, y'all can Do make it. one of us together. Like it could be really like a bonding moment, bonding yeah. sesh. We're here for everyone and everything. Let's do this shit. Let's do it together. Okay. Goodbye. Oh my God. Was <laughs> that like your Christina Aguilera goodbye? <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was just like I purposely made it monotone. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I could tell. I could tell. It was like I like I have a fucking It was intentional. Choice. Yeah. Goodbye. Women can't women can't women can't women can't parlay. <laughs>